In order to truly become part of the global business environment, your business needs to constantly change and adapt to a variety of new constants. Welcome to Leadership Beyond Borders with Kimberly J. Lewis. We will help you navigate these changes on today's program and help you think beyond the boundaries. The opportunities are limitless if you are prepared. Now, here is your host, Kimberly J. Lewis. Hello and welcome to Leadership Beyond Borders. I'm Kimberly Lewis, your host, and I would like to thank all our listeners for tuning in to listen to us each week. And we do have listeners from all over the world. So good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, wherever you may be listening from today. And welcome back to our returning listeners. But if you're new to this series, let me tell you what this series is about. Leadership Beyond Borders is about the impact globalization, digital transition, and the connected world is having on our organizations and what this impact is doing to the kind of leadership we need to drive long-term success in today's economy. In this series, we've talked about everything from business issues such as artificial intelligence and data protection regulations to leadership issues such as gender balance, generation management and business values that may impact your organization or your individual career. So please download this series on iTunes, Google Play, or Stitcher. Listen to us live 3 p.m. Pacific time on Tuesdays. And when you listen to us, you can get great advice, leadership success stories, stories you can learn from, stories that can motivate you, stimulate new ideas, and possibly even be the key to your success. I invite you to connect with me. Send me your thoughts to leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com. Connect with me on my website, leadershipbeyondborders.net, and let me know what you want to hear about on this series. But if you're in a leadership position or aspire to be in one, regardless if your business is international or local, make sure you join us each week and we will make sure that you take away something useful either for your business or yourself. Now, on to today's episode. Clear messages help to build trust between the writer and the reader. When words are well-written, in well-written communication, they can help define goals, identify problems, promote understanding that can help people arrive at solutions. Now, Joseph Conrad said, my task which I'm trying to achieve by the power of the written word is to make you hear, to make you feel. It is, before all, to make you see. But in today, in our fast-paced world, we very often do not think about the impact of written communication, and we should, because it can really help you represent complex matters easily and present information clearly and accurately. Written communication helps Make communication effective. It is one of the most effective forms of communication one can use. If you write it correctly, it can be understood by all. Now, on the other hand, written communication can be thought of as less personal as compared to oral communication, and that is why many people don't use it for sending emotional messages. Thus, business communication is often very often lacking emotion. Now, whether business communication should lack emotion or does or should not lack emotion is a cultural discussion and it can be a long discussion between organizational psychologists and corporate experts. But what all sides can't deny is that words you write or speak to others leave a huge impact and create a lasting memory. Now, our guest today is an expert 
beyond the written word in both private relationships as well as corporate ones. And she's going to talk to us about the impact of the written word. Christine Grant is an experienced marriage and family therapist and relationship expert. She's a retired school psychologist and has previously taught various college courses such as human development, law and ethics, social and social concerns as an adjunct faculty member at National University in San Diego. She is the author of Relationship, How to Write the Words You Really Want to Say. She is also the published author of Be Friendship Focused, an anti-bullying self-empowerment program for children between the ages of 8 and 12, as well as A to Z Power Cards, a fun conversational character-building deck which she created with her 12-year-old daughter, Alana. She has received endorsements from from such famous people as John Gray, Dr. Christine Northup, Ariel Ford, and Catherine Woodward Thomas. And readers glean a deeper understanding and gain a perspective on common challenges and relationships when she works with them. Along with her gift for redeeming the fine art of effective letter writing, you can also learn how to improve your own communication skills for matters of the heart and business. Christine is a national speaker at conferences throughout the U.S. and has numerous radio and television appearances, including on ABC, CBS, Fox, and the CW Network. Christine, welcome to the show. Oh, I'm so happy to be here, Kimberly. Okay. So let's just let's just start. How tell us a story of how you got into the art of helping people put things in words and writing letters. Well, you know, as a family therapist for years, people would often pick my brain, friends, uh, even family, and 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 ask me uh, to give them good advice. You know, off record for whatever their situation might be. I once had a neighbor who was dating this man and she was very interested in actually having a serious relationship. She met this man. She really liked him a lot. She thought he was a great catch. Uh, However, um, every time they got together, she didn't have that chemistry. She didn't feel like being intimate with him or getting to know him on that level. But she she thought he was wonderful, fun to be with, generous, kind, you know, honorable, all of that good stuff. And she was very interested in retaining him as a friend. But she uh, felt badly because he kept leaving flowers at the door and making overtures that were more romantic. So she asked my advice. And I said, well, obviously, if the shoe were on the other foot, you would not want someone to treat you like that, uh, lead you down a primrose path, that is. But you would be honest and let them know how you're feeling. And she said, you know, I'm just not very good at that. I would end up most likely embarrassing myself and hurting his feelings. So then I said, well, why don't you not text message him? Don't uh, send him a, a cool email, but actually give him a card with a nice note in it and, and, a, and share what your real feelings are and, and, and all the good points that you um, have come to learn you enjoy about this man. She thought that was a great idea. She wrote a note. She showed it to me. 
And it was kind of disgusting because it was so untrue. She resorted to the old, it's about me, not you. I suck at relationships. I'm not interested in a relationship. Lie number two, (laughs) on and on. So I, I literally tore her message and quickly wrote her truth down. And she was very impressed. She gave it to this gentleman. They became dear friends. And he was an attorney, and he ended up uh, actually filing all of her uh, paperwork, et cetera, in a case she was involved with uh, free of charge. So she really uh, kind of lucked out in that regard, but he was uh, he remained a great friend. And uh, after that, she started asking me for more letters and more letters. Then her friends were calling, and then I was getting calls from people on the East Coast saying, gee, I met someone on a cruise ship. You write letters. I'm stuck. I need help. Mm-hmm. So uh, four years into uh, sort of gifting friends and people that I was introduced uh, to with their the letter writing, uh, one woman was being stalked by a vicious ex-husband. Uh, he was not such a nice guy. He was pretty nefarious. And she was scared. She couldn't sleep at night. So I actually wrote a short note to him, which she gave to him. And and he conveyed he would not bother her. And that was in, gosh, uh, 2008. So over 10 years ago, almost, you know, 12 years ago, uh, he has never bothered her again. She then said to me, you know, I need to, I need to pay you. I said, really? You do? (laughs) And she said, I I really do because it's so valuable. And that's when it struck me, this is a valuable service. So Mm -hmm. I have been uh, sort of refining the art of letter writing. And I coin it sort of like I'm a Cyrano de Bergerac in drag. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) And it crosses borders from both interpersonal into business and all realms of uh, connecting with others. Mm-hmm. You know, Christine, when I think about letter writing, you know, I think about you know um, finding stacks of letters in my in my grandparents' drawer or something. And and today with technology, um, it, it seems less personal. How I, I, when you write, how are you doing this? How do you come across personal using computers and technology? Well. I like to think I'm bringing back the art of the letter. Mm -hmm. Um, I had one woman who uh, informed me of her upset after a six-year relationship with a boyfriend didn't work out. She was in her late 20s, and she was lamenting, saying, I will never find someone who has the kind of relationship my parents have and I want to get married and I want to start a family. And uh, so she asked her mother, Mom, I need to see the letters. And the mother said, well, no, you're not seeing the letters until you're married. She said, please, I'm in a rough spot. I need to see those letters that you and dad shared and continue to share since you were in college. And this lady was 28 years old. So the mother went upstairs, brought down a box of letters, and she spent the whole day with Kleenex (laughs) sitting in the dining room table and reading these letters that Some were romantic, others were getting past the rocks in life, Mm -hmm. and uh, they were, but they were the family legacy. Mm -hmm. 
I recently was doing uh, some house cleaning, decluttering, found a letter from my daughter when she was about eight years old that she wrote to me. And this was, uh, she's 24 now. And it was like I found a family treasure, truly. I, uh, I, I, I want to frame it. It's so beautiful. Wow. <laughs> so, but, yeah, so the art of the letter can be a legacy. And it's something that um, it's sort of like um, putting a stamp on or validating one's thoughts, feelings, cares, and concerns. Mm-hmm. And when, when I think about this, though, I also think, I mean, today in relationships, and we're going to talk about business a little bit later, but in personal relationships, we, you know, there's so many inter international relationships. And and sometimes that's really hard. I mean, my, my husband's German and we've been married 20 years. And when he writes or says something, I know what he means now. But, um, you know, it, it, it it's taken a while to understand those cultural gaps. How do you deal with that sometimes? Uh, yeah, that does come up. For example, recently I had uh, a woman who was from one of the Baltic states who was married uh, to a man from uh, the island of Cyprus. He was Persian uh, descent. And uh, they were married for about nine years with little children. And when I met her, she said, I really need your help because I'm ready to have an affair. Uh, I said, really? Why? Well, my husband is a a boring computer nerd. And uh, I I can't take it. We don't communicate well. And so I then inquired, well, how do you play together? How do you flirt? And she said, well, we, 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 uh, he tries to splash me in the pool with the children. But of course, I've just come from the hairdresser. Anyway, to make a long story short, I said, before you throw in the towel and put your marriage at risk, let me write a letter, a love letter from you to your husband, one of appreciation and passion and care. I did, and the letter uh, went over so well that she actually never gave it to her husband. She threatened to put the love letter on the pillow, uh, but uh, not yet, and she said it was driving him crazy. But the bottom line was, she fell in love with her husband. Mm-hmm. She read the letter. Wow. That's all it took. That took. Wow. We that's see ourselves. Yes. Yeah, that's a great story. So, Christine, we're going to take a short break now. And when we come back, I want to I want to talk a little bit about the art of of writing in business. Okay. And for our guests, we're talking with Christine Grant. And she is the author of Relationship, How to Write the Words You Really Want to Say. And she's also the published author of Befriend Focused. It's an anti-bullying self-empowerment program for children, as well as A to Z Power Cards, a fun conversational character building card deck, which she created with her daughter. Now, if you'd like to reach out to Christine, her website is www.inspiredheartletters.com. Christine is also on LinkedIn under Christine Rose Grant, on Facebook under Christine Rose Grant. Um, her business pages on Facebook are relationship.com and um, Christine Inspired 
heartletters.com. And on YouTube, she is under Relationship with Christine Graham. I'm your host, Kimberly Lewis, leadership and business expert. You can contact me with questions and comments at leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com or join our LinkedIn group at Leadership Beyond Borders or go to my website, leadershipbeyondborders.net. And with that, we're going to take a short break and we'll be right back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. The Voice America Live Events Channel is here now to showcase your corporate, individual, or organization's live event. Visit VoiceAmerica.com forward slash live events to see all of our past live events and find out more. Whether it's a multi-day conference, special speaker, or single-day event, we've got everything to make your event a success. We can do a few hours or a few days. For more information about taking your event to the next level, call Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or email info at voiceamerica.com. Again, that's Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or send us an email to info at voiceamerica.com. Voice America is where you are and where you want to be. Join us around the globe as we broadcast live from some of the most interesting events available. Don't forget to view all our live events, including on-demand access to past events that you may have missed by visiting voiceamerica.com forward slash live events. If you hear a dog barking or an angel singing, then you know that you are listening to Waking Up in America. Heard every Wednesday at 3 Pacific Time, Valerie Kirkard and all of her friends will bring you powerful and humorous discussions that raise thoughts and give you insight on how to live your life to its fullest potential. Adventure is always a must on Waking Up in America with Valerie Kirkard every Wednesday at 3 Pacific. Every day in business, we hear jargon, see writing from so-called experts, and don't know what we should follow and what we should avoid. Now, there's a program to sort everything out. The 2020s Enterprise with Sam Holzman is the program that provides actual best practices, insights, and real-world solutions that help business executives, technology executives, managers, and staff using straightforward talk. Listen live every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time and 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. are listening to Leadership Beyond Borders. Do you have a question or comment about our show? Please send an email to leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com. Again, that's leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com. Now back to this week's program. Welcome back to Leadership Beyond Borders on Voice America's business station. And we're talking with Christine Grant, an experienced marriage and family therapist and relationship expert. And her book is How to Write the Words You Really Want to Say, and it's available on Amazon. Now, 
Christine, before the break, we talked about um, some person, personal relationships, great stories for you on, on writing letters and bringing back the written word. Um, I'd, like to, I'd like to bring this into business a little bit, okay? I mean, there's been so many cultural shifts in the work environment over the last 50 years, and it's had such a great impact on communication. Um, you know, people just email each other back and forth, and... I see a lot of emails, and I, I really look at the, the written word in emails, and I, I wonder about them. Um, what's your experience in, in helping people within the business environment? Well, first of all, uh, the text messaging uh, is there's a, there's, it's definitely uh, has its advantage for quick, expedited communication. And it also, uh, text messages are more quickly read than emails often, okay? So people will skip over the email, I'll get to that later, and they will go to the text message right away. So if you do have an important message, it's probably best to email it and then text the person that the, they, there is an important email that they should read. Mm-hmm. That will alert. So that's one little hint one right hint, there. Yeah. Well, when, you. Okay. Well, when I think about communication in the workforce, I mean, it's often informative about a project or it's reprimanding. I don't really think about positive enforcement as much. Um, have, we, have we developed a culture where most of the messages within the communication within the work are, are more negative oriented than positive oriented? Well, I think that depends on the business and the personality you know, there's a like there is a family system. There's also a system that develops within the business uh, realm. So uh, personalities and uh, connection and dynamics, how uh, how the business is led, um, how uh, you know what the parameters are and such. So, uh, but back to communication in there. Uh, no matter what the business is, I don't think you can go wrong with positive reinforcement. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, 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 is, it can be very irksome for the person work the, the person in the business, not the CEO or the, the leaders, but the people that are on the lower end to never be acknowledged. Mm-hmm. Um, or for that matter, for anyone to not be acknowledged. The acknowledgement will compel people to take more pride in what they do and feel that they are um, welcome, that they want to get up and go to that job in the morning, uh, et cetera. So there cannot be enough said about uh, positive reinforcement. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so if you can develop a positive reinforcement in, in, in culture, um, is, is there a line in business where, where it might get too relationship-based, um, um, too positive? Um, I mean, uh, to give compliments and, and to acknowledge work is one thing. Uh, is there any kind of kind of line that you cross over in business that you say, hmm, Maybe that's too much emotion or too much relationship-based? Well, of course, that can be true. Uh, There needs to be healthy boundaries because you don't want anyone to feel ill at ease because you are uh, stepping into, you know, 
into a deeper personal um, playing field rather than the um, respected business mode. Again, it depends if you're a little mom and pop organization, it could feel like family and be a more casual rapport as opposed to a larger corporation or organization. Uh, nevertheless, I, I think just being mindful of how your le- your words are received is important. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And um, you know, staying staying with the business a little bit, um, you know, there becomes drifts in business. Okay, and um, you know, you may have a difficult matter with a coworker or a business associate. Okay, now you gave us some some great examples of difficult personal matters. Have you done any help with helping somebody? You know, with a cold work coworker or a business associate, kind of a rift that's happened in business. How how do you deal with that? Okay, um, I'll give you uh, one example. Uh, I worked with a famous artist who had the had the same agent representing him, the same agency for 30 years. And then he decided to go with a, a different offer from a different organization that he felt would open more doors to his work. So when he let the uh, original agent know that he was moving away from that relationship, that business relationship, the uh, that agent became very upset, dug their heels in and made all kinds of threats to hold up his intellectual property, his royalties, and um, make him, you know, <laughs> very upset and hold him up in uh, in court proceedings for years to come and all of this. So the artist contacted me. I asked him, well, what are you doing about the situation? He said, well, I've written a letter. I had him send the letter to me and it was all wrong because his letter was very much on the defensive and a pow- became a power struggle with this other original agent. What I did was I looked at it again like a system and uh, akin to a family after a 30-year relationship rapport, I said, it's like you're stepping out. <laughs> it's a divorce. Mm-hmm. So why don't we convey to the uh, the agent that you're trying something new? However, please keep the door open and appreciate all of the good history and uh, connection and all of the positive attributes that the relationship with the original agent held. So I wrote a letter, he gave it to that agent, and this artist actually complimented me on LinkedIn because it saved everything. The agent immediately backed off, and they they maintained their uh, positive rapport, and he moved on. So even though it's business, we are humans running the business. We're not robots yet. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> okay. Okay. So, yeah. Okay. So, I think being really mindful of when you communicate, if you were in the other person's shoes, looking compassionately, taking a different perspective, where, where, what are they losing? What do they have to gain? Where are they at? Where, where they might they have upset or fear? Uh, and working within that mm-hmm. to, um, 
to ameliorate and make things more compatible. And and that's a great example. And um, what about you know we spend so much time in the workforce today, and and you're not going to get along with every coworker, okay? Um, and what you know sometimes there's a rift in the workforce force with a coworker. How, how would you handle that? Okay, so the rift with the coworker that can happen. You know, very that's a common dilemma, and. Uh, again, it's when we own that there's a rift, where's the root of the rift? Uh, in other words, someone is triggering you or you feel or the other worker feels that they need to put the other person in their place or whatever the case may be. It's a power struggle. And the power struggle underneath that is a lot of fear and insecurity confidence is your best attribute and inquiry and again I go back to compassion so what's at the root of the rift is there some sort of needless competition or somebody's aggravating the other because why so having um having the uh, ability to communicate to make inquiry and also uh, to let go of the negative apprehension that the other shoe's going to drop or you have an agenda against this person or a fear that they're going to somehow, you know, take your job or whatever. Confronting that in a mature way, uh, a way that sets an example, uh, is uh, much healthier than holding a grudge. And continuing this battle. Yeah. I mean, let's yeah. clear the decks and, and create a different environment. I would not want to work in that type of situation. Yeah. Uh, so the other person may have some insecurities, and that's their business. It doesn't have to be yours. So it takes two to tango, right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. So not don't go. Don't get in the tank. Yeah. And um, the, I, you know, my background. I have about twenty five years um, in in large companies and doing a lot of reorganization. And and unfortunately, I've had to lay off or fire a lot of people along the way. And I've always done it in person, okay, um, you know, just sitting them down and explaining to it. But today, today we work in a virtual world, okay, and, um, and in, the, in the board that I'm on, you know, everybody's located some, someplace else. You know, some people are in Prague, some people are in Paris, some people are in London, and I don't see them. So I, I had to recently let somebody go. And it was very difficult for me to write that, okay? Um, are you helping people now deal with the virtual world and, and actually manage people with that through the written word? Well, I do feel if it comes to an issue where you're going to let someone go mm-hmm. uh, or ask for their resignation, that I think it's very important to have a um, more of a personal engagement as far as seeing them face to face. And this can be accomplished on FaceTime or Skype or Zoom and make that appointment. I also feel it's um, just respectful to let them know in advance if you're having an issue with their uh, the way they're working, etc. And And in the vein of this is 
not a put down, but this is a course correct, you know, mm-hmm. so you can work together and try to collaborate. If it still continues to be a, uh, a negative or an unsatisfactory outcome or, or you're not, you know, so thrilled with what they're able to do after the conversation, which should be followed up in writing, mm-hmm. uh, then, uh, then I think, you know, again, having that FaceTime with them followed up with the letter. And it could be that they're just in the wrong uh, line of work or mm-hmm. they or there's something personal going on with them that's taking them off, you know, center. Mm-hmm. And so finding that out, I think, is just it shows respect and it shows how you carry yourself. Mm-hmm. OK, because it is difficult in the in the virtual world. And I know you do have FaceTime and you have Skype and but it's it's different than still different than you're kind of looking somebody in the face um, and, and yeah. having that communication with them. And um, Christine, uh, one more question on on the workforce um, and the amount of time that we spend today in the workforce. Okay, It's very, very likely that we're probably, you know, going to develop a relationship or meet our partners there because we just spend so much time. Okay. Um, when you're when you're dealing with people, how much advice do you give them to either, you know, make sure that relationship is stays outside of the workforce or, you know, how to deal with it within the workforce? Do you have any advice around that? Well, I think, you know, some companies might have a uh, blanket, uh, no fraternization policy and all that, but there's really no way to completely control it. And it's not always a negative thing. For example, uh, you know, some people, you know, will formulate a friendship as a co-worker and they may, you know, go to a baseball game on the weekend together or, you know, share some sport or what have you, uh, go to lunch, um, ask each other advice. And as long as it doesn't interfere with the within the context of what the business is trying to accomplish. So the business has their mission statement and then they have what their service, what they provide. And so as long as it doesn't interfere with that, um, I think um, that can be tolerated. It's very hard to put a hard line on no fraternization. Mm-hmm. I think there needs to be underneath that no fraternization that will cause, you know, friction in the work environment. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that when there's quote unquote uh, romance that happens um, and I, It's my understanding, the stats that I've uh, learned is that about 22% of marriages are people that met in their work environment. So uh, I can't always get away from that. But again, and it can ignite jealousy or people thinking there's favoritisms going on and things like that. I get it. Mm-hmm. So I think as long as the fraternization or the connections do not interfere with the goals and purpose of the business at hand, then, um, you know, that I think that clear understanding is important. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, we're going to take a short break again. And, and when we come back, Christine, I'd, I'd like to... 
um, change the subject a little bit because you also have another book out on on bullying, and I'd like to to hear a little bit about that book also, and um, what brought you to uh, take a look at this because it's, it's such an important subject today, and um, and it's not just about with children; it also happens with mobbing in the workplace. And I'd like to hear your opinions. So we're going to take a short break, and for our guests, we are talking to Christine Grant, and she is the author of Relationship, How to Write the Words You Really Want to Say. And she's also the published author of Be Friendship Focused. And that's what we're going to talk about when we get back. Now, if you'd like to reach out to Christine, please go to her website at www.inspiredheartletters.com. And she's also under on Facebook under Christine Rose Grant, and on Facebook biz pages under relationshift.com and Christine's Inspired Heart Letters.com, and on YouTube under Relationship with Christine Grant. And she's also on LinkedIn under Christine Rose Grant. Her book is available on Amazon. And I'm your host, Kimberly Lewis, leadership and business expert. You can contact me with questions and comments at leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com or join our LinkedIn group at Leadership Beyond Borders or go to my website, leadershipbeyondborders.net. And with that, we're going to take a short break and we'll be right back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. The Voice America Live Events Channel is here now to showcase your corporate, individual, or organization's live event. Visit VoiceAmerica.com forward slash live events to see all of our past live events and find out more. Whether it's a multi-day conference, special speaker, or single-day event, we've got everything to make your event a success. We can do a few hours or a few days. For more information about taking your event to the next level, call Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or email info at voiceamerica.com. Again, that's Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or send us an email to info at voiceamerica.com. Voice America is where you are and where you want to be. Join us around the globe as we broadcast live from some of the most interesting events available. Don't forget to view all our live events, including on-demand access to past events that you may have missed by visiting voiceamerica.com forward slash live events. If you hear a dog barking or an angel singing, then you know that you are listening to Waking Up in America. Heard every Wednesday at 3 Pacific Time, Valerie Kirkard and all of her friends will bring you powerful and humorous discussions that raise thoughts and give you insight on how to live your life to its fullest potential. Adventure is always a must on Waking Up in America with Valerie Kirkard every Wednesday at 3 Pacific. Every day in business, we hear jargon, see writing from so-called experts, and don't know what we should follow and what we should avoid. Now, there's a program to sort everything out. The 2020s Enterprise with Sam Holzman is the program that provides actual best practices, insights, and real-world solutions that help business executives, technology executives, managers, and staff using straightforward talk. Listen live every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time and 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. 
Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. are listening to Leadership Beyond Borders. Do you have a question or comment about our show? Please send an email to leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com. Again, that's leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com. Now back to this week's program. Welcome back to Leadership Beyond Borders on Voice America's business channel. And I'm your host, Kimberly Lewis. And today we're speaking with Christine Grant, an experienced family and marriage therapist and relationship expert. And she is also the author of Relationship, How to Write the Words You Really Want to Stay. And Christine, so we've talked, you know, the first segment we kind of talked about relationships, uh, private relationships. We talked about writing in business. And I'd, I'd like to touch on your other book because I found this fascinating. You did, you did write another book on bullying. Um, Be a friendship focus. Can you, can you talk, to me, talk to us about that? Yeah, well, it started my daughter, um, who's an only child and I actually adopted her at birth. Um, She was bullied in middle school, and uh, it it really crushed me to see how much she suffered. Um, It was just horrible. I mean, over the top. I've never seen anything like it. And uh, even though I was uh, working as a school psychologist and a family therapist and sort of in the biz, I would complain at her school and nothing was really happening. And uh, so I ended up going back east and taking a, a real deep dive into what is all this bullying? What is all this relational aggression about? And um And as it were, I met the producers of a a national conference entitled Mean Girls, and they uh, gave me a ride to the airport. And in our conversation, they invited me to their national conference to speak the following year. And on the heels of that, I wrote the BFF, Be Friendship Focused. Um, It's actually a manual for anyone uh, who would like to teach a small group of children and uh, I uh, it's about self-empowerment because if you're a bully you're not empowered if you're a target you're not feeling very empowered if you're a bystander and sitting around not doing anything you're not feeling empowered so it's a self-empowerment program for children and I actually incorporate sort of subtle energy exercises, if you will, that uh, in palatable language for public schools and such. And I've, I've been, I went around the country for about two years um, lecturing on this very topic. Mm-hmm. And did you think, do you, I mean, I remember, you know, when I was growing up a kid, there was always a couple bullies and, and, uh, um, you know, sometimes when you get with your friends, you might be a little bit mean, but do you think it's gotten worse over the years? Yes, it has gotten terrible. Uh to the point where uh, children have committed suicide. Uh, and uh, and I do feel that the internet, unfortunately, has given permission um, for 
uh, kids who are immature, right, mm-hmm. uh, vulnerable, but however, to to give them this false sense of bravado whereby they can say anything uh, and commit cyber bullying acts of aggression that are quite hurtful to the child on the receiving end of that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yes. it's, it's, it's wild. <laughs> and, and, and to bring that in, back into business for a minute, um, when I started in the workforce, you know, over 22 years ago, we really didn't talk about mobbing. And, and mobbing is, is almost, it, it's just kind of bullying for adults, okay? Um, how, have you dealt with any of this in the business uh, place? Yeah, actually, I, I um, experienced it myself, if you could believe. Uh, when I wrote the BFF book, the Be Friendship Focus book, um, there were probably about 20 school psychologists at this large district I worked for. And one of them started harassing me on, on the Internet, saying, you have no business writing books. You should be doing these uh you know, um, assessments and which of course I was doing, it was, uh, the book writing and the after school programs were just that on my own time, but it was, and it was, it was just very kind of a little creepy for me. Uh, and, uh, I think jealousy or whatever may have come into play, but one of the things I'd like to share is, um, when someone is when someone feels like they are being mobbed, you know, using that terminology or bullied in the workplace, and there's a group effort, uh, I actually, it's very similar to what, say, my daughter was going through. I'll use her as an example, uh, where there were groups of mean girls and uh, threatening to have their older brothers beat her up after school and all kinds of stuff and leaving horrible things on our front door and blah, blah, blah. Well, uh, I ended up changing schools and putting her in another uh, school for the eighth grade. And she was happy. She was making great friends. And she got invited to a a wonderful party and being part of the uh, uh, slumber party decorating committee the night before. She's very excited. And then she said, Mom, I don't think I'm going to go because I just found out some of the, quote, mean girls from the last school are going to be at this party. And I don't think I can take it. So then I asked her, would you like my advice, which if there's parents out in the audience, always do that. Don't just tell your kid, say, would you you like some advice on that? Because sometimes they just want to vent Mm -hmm. and they don't want to hear what you want to say. So anyway, she said, yeah. So I, I, I said, well, you know, likely these girls are going to harass you either, you know, in one way or another. Uh, you have a history of them. You know that they're not very nice. They're really insecure people. Uh, so uh, should that occur, my advice would be to make eye contact with no negative body language because a lot of our communication in person has to do with body language. You know, and uh, so no negative body language and think about something really wonderful. For example, you're going to a Black Eyed Peas concert in a limousine and shopping at Nordstrom's on the way while the person is harassing you verbally. And then in about 15 seconds, and you can count slowly in your head, because after 15 seconds, uh, 
of contact with someone, eye contact, then you can get sucked in. I know it sounds like a weird uh, concept, but trust me on this. And uh, then you simply uh, say, I'm sorry you feel that way. Even though you haven't been listening, they think you're hearing their rhetoric Mm -hmm. while you're thinking about these other wonderful things. So you're raising your frequency. And uh, and then you say, I'm I'm sorry you feel that way. Uh, Let's talk about this another time. Mm -hmm. So in essence, you can carry this over to the adult world in business and if somebody is haranguing you, then you, again, can, can hold your space, look them in the eye, and not get triggered, not really listening to their negative gibberish, if you will, but rather stay contained. And then, because it's most likely it's some kind of, I'm going to make you feel bad. I'm going to hurt your feelings. I'm going to take my issue out on you. Sometimes we're scapegoated, for example, and they'll choose the person at the work site that is the perceived more emotionally weak person or more vulnerable. And that's a perception. Anyway, uh, back to the, um, the solution. So when you do that, you say, well, Let's talk about this, you know, maybe we can go have coffee or let's talk about this, you know, next week or tomorrow. So that way you each get time to kick back and and, and contemplate. And the other person, the aggressor, the bully, the mobs, the mobsters, they're what can they say? Mm -hmm. You're not cowering and you're not going you're not meeting them with the same antagonism that they are, you know, perpetrating on you. Mm -hmm. Uh, It sounds a little off key, perhaps, to the audience, but I have to tell you, it works like a charm. My daughter even used this tactic. When it did happen at this party, she decided to go. And the next day, she called me and she goes, Mom, I'm in a limousine. (laughs) But uh, I said, wow, you are a manifester. uh, But beyond that, when she got home from the event, she, she just sighed a sigh of relief. And she said, I took your advice. I did exactly what you said. And now... Mom, you wouldn't believe we are friends. I said, you're kidding. And see, what happens is the person, the bully, because they're insecure, they wouldn't be bullying, Mm -hmm. whether they're a mob or they're one person, they feel respected like you're listening and you're not counter-bullying back. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But you're not really paying attention to them either because it's bullying it. I think this is... (laughs) I, I think this is great advice because, I mean, as you said, you've seen increased in bullying in children. I've seen increased in mobbing in, in the workplace. And it doesn't matter about the policies that they put in place or whatever. You know, it still happens. And I think that's great advice. So speaking about advice, Christine, um, I'd kind of like to wrap this all up. And we have a lot of leaders out there listening. And um, you're, we've been talking about communication, both written and verbal Uh, What would be the advice that you would have for our leaders out there? How can you become a better, more effective communicator, regardless if it's in the written word or in the verbal sense? Okay. My first advice off the top is um, to um, move past your own ego. Finding clarity through compassion. 
When I write letters for others as a ghostwriter, I don't have their emotional imprint, their pain, their history, their culture, any wounding along the way. So I jump over all of that and I land into the heart of the matter. So what? So with that, dialing into what your true intention is. Do you just want somebody to say, okay, you know, you're a great boss or okay, uh, I hear you. Or do you really want a transformative process to occur? Um, when we are writing, and I do like the idea of of writing in the sense, and I do encourage you to get my book. You'll see what I mean. But um, so when you when you're writing a compelling letter to someone, uh, it's not about just airing concerns. It's really about solution focus in a way that will inspire the reader. And actually, often the person issuing the letter will get their own aha. So take time, contemplate. That's the beauty of the letter. There was a movie that came out in 2012 called Her, starring Joaquin Phoenix. It won Academy Award. And in the movie, it was a social commentary on how humanity has lost its ability to speak from the heart. It depicts families that are texting one another at the table instead of communicating, etc. Well, my phone was ringing off the hook because in that movie, it was a futuristic film that Joaquin Phoenix, along with several others, they were in uh, a high-rise tower uh, writing letters for others. So, um, what and I'd already been doing this for eight years at the time. So keeping things real and don't get attached to outcome. Don't force your point. Allow things, uh, the desired outcome to occur. That uh, that yeah. I think is a great advice. I mean, allowing. Don't force your point. Focus on the issue. What's going to happen is going to happen. I think that is probably the, some of the best advice that, that I've heard on communication, Christine. Mm. Um, so we're, we're, getting, we're getting down towards the end now. Um, so I think w- with, that, with that advice for our audience, it's a great way to end. And I really would like our audience to reach out to you and get your book. And I did read the book. It's fantastic. Her book is Relationship, How to Write the Words You Really Want to Say. And we're speaking with... Christine Grant, and Christine is spelled with a K, okay, and relationship is relation with shift, okay, and that is available on Amazon, and also Befriend Focus, the anti-bullying book we just spell self-empowerment program for children is also available, and she also has power cards, A to Z, that are fun and conversational character building for children, and she developed those with her daughter. Now, please reach out to Christine on www.inspiredheartletters.com. She is also on LinkedIn under Christine Rose Grant and on Facebook under Christine Rose Grant. And again, Christine with a K on Facebook biz pages under Relationship. Dot com and Christine Inspired Heart Letters dot com and on YouTube under Relationship with Christine. 
grant. So, Christine, thank you so much for taking the time to be with us today. Great advice. Focus on the issues and don't focus on the the outcome. It will happen. Thank you so much. Thank you, Kimberly. I really enjoyed it. (laughs) And uh, listeners, I'm your host, Kimberly Lewis, leadership and business expert. You can contact me with questions and comments at leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com or join our LinkedIn group at Leadership Beyond Borders or go to my website, leadershipbeyondborders.com. Net. Now, Leadership Beyond Borders is a program focused, sponsored by Global Business Therapy, SRO, and also CINDA, the Digital Marketing and Search Association Europe. CINDA holds conferences, and the next conference will be held in Berlin in May 2020. For more information, go on to www.cinda.com under events. And Leadership Beyond Borders, at Leadership Beyond Borders and Global Business Therapy, we provide provide leadership training with a focus on digital transitions and digital agencies. And we have the Women's Leadership Academy 2020, which specializes in diversity and C-level development for women. So please reach out to me at leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com. And please tune in to us every Tuesday at 3 p.m. specific time. And also check us out on Facebook and check us out on LinkedIn. And with that, thank you for listening today and tune in again next week. Thank you for joining us on Leadership Beyond Borders. Please tune in again next Tuesday at 3 p.m. U.S. Pacific Time for another edition featuring your host, Kimberly J. Lewis, on the Voice America Business Channel. Have a great week.